1: Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Christy Black of Christy Black Creative, where they joyfully break the mold, allowing their clients to own their magic, disrupt the status quo, and work exclusively with their dream clients through strategic branding and coaching. Christy, welcome to the show.
2: Hello. Welcome. Welcome you. Welcome me. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh you're so so welcome so can you just expand a bit more on on that introduction about you know where you are in your business today and the kind of people that you serve
2: yeah i work with audacious mission driven usually multi-passionate entrepreneurs um and i've been doing this for 12 plus years now um, I used to have a broader audience, like I think most of us do, and over time, I found that working with people who have a greater vision for the world is where my work lies. So that's that's my greatest joy.
1: Oh, beautiful. So 12 years and you've changed your business throughout that time. So you know, over that time that you've evolved, what kind of what kind of beliefs, what kind of challenges have you seen your clients have and maybe evolve during that time?
2: Yeah. You know, I worked with a different type of client early on. I think I was working with more um, introductory entrepreneurs. So people who were just getting started and trying to get them off the ground. Now I work with a more established uh, client. So they have some, you know, validation in the market. They have proven products and systems, but they're sick of white knuckling it. Um, So they've had success, but it's been sort of through this brute force. And now they're like, like, more ease and joy and expansion in a way that doesn't feel like I'm about to pop.
1: <laughs> mm, let's let's talk about that white knuckling as you call it. Beautiful phrase. <laughs> so what what does that actually mean for clients? What do how do you see that?
2: Yeah, you know, it comes in. They're burnt out. I mean, it shows up as burnout, um, and so people are just feeling they're like I'm successful, but I don't feel successful, right? Like Mm. on the outside, on paper, by the numbers, everything is looking great, but I have lost myself, my brand, my business. It doesn't feel like me anymore. I'm sort of like a stranger in a strange land, like just trying to find how to come back to themselves and move forward in a way that still, you know, serves their business objectives.
1: Beautiful. I mean, that's, you're talking my love language because that's exactly what we do at forget Yourself, helping people to fall in love with their business again, to actually enjoy their success because on the outside they have it all, but oh my gosh, sometimes you just don't feel it. And so mm. you help people through that with, it's the strategy, it's through the branding, it's through the creative of the business, right?
2: Mm. Yep. Yeah. And just uncovering what's been there all along. I think there's sort of this misconception that branding is like, I will just fabricate a brand for you. And that's not the case at all. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't serve you, but we have to uncover, you know, why did you get into this business? Why are you still so passionate about it? And how can we showcase all of that richness to your dream clients to get them to go, hell yes, this is what I'm in for.
1: So, what kind of process do you take people through that? Because you know, I, I used to you know, had a marketing agency in the UK for a number of years, and you know, branding. Oh, it's just a logo, right? That's all it is. So, a lot of people like, no, there is so much more <laughs> to it with the communication, with the relationship, with that we have with our business, and that the business has with with clients and prospects. So, can you expand a bit more on what the process of branding is for you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's always, you know, an education phase. I think there is still definitely a group of people who are like, I just need a logo. And I'm like, that is the frosting on the cupcake. Like that is not the the meat of what we're focusing on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so my signature process involves my brand discovery workbook, uh, which is an 80 question questionnaire. And some clients are like, I am terrified of this. And others are like, I am ready for homework. It kind of just depends. Um, nice. And I can also facilitate it on a phone call if they're like, I cannot be bothered to open a Google Doc like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we dive deep into their vision, their values, their voice, really getting the clarity about where their business is going and where it has come from. So that way, we can create a strategy that supports them in their goals moving forward, and is really going to help those dream clients understand that they're in the right place, and also repel the nightmare clients, which isn't talked about enough.
1: <laughs> Ooh, lovely point there, because I know when yeah. You- you, uh, you know, applied to come on this podcast where you were speaking about, you know, the, the clients that you did repel It's saying no to specific clients. That's a huge part of, I think, growth in a business mm-hmm. that you get out of that scarcity mindset and into, hold on, these clients are causing more nightmares, time consumption, all that stuff. Maybe I shouldn't do this. What was the trigger point for you to get out of sort of scarcity and into, you mean I can say no?
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, it. I had sort of a non-traditional path in entrepreneurship. So I was running my business part-time for 10 years. Do I recommend that? Maybe not. It's how my sort of path came to fruition. The slow um, burn. Yeah, just a slow burn until I was like, oh, there's a pandemic. Now I should go full-time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I think, you know, there's just this idea like, It allowed me working part-time allowed me to say no to unaligned clients because I had the safety of a day job. And so I was very good about setting boundaries. And that's the other thing people think about, you know, when they're like, oh, you have such a joyful business. That's boundaries, baby. That's, that's what allows that to happen is just saying no to the, the clients that don't fit because it will happen. You will have a client, if you're in business for more than eight and a half minutes, you will get a client that is not a great fit and you will either learn a lot from that or you will just develop a deep resentment for your work. Um, and so I always took it as an opportunity to be like, okay, oh, hey, we weren't a great fit. That doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean anything about me. How can Ooh. I more clearly communicate you, you my You said values? about the
1: resentment in your business. And I just want to come back to that before we, we go too far, because that's huge. And to it's true. I mean, I felt it. It's tough when... A client makes you doubt your processes, your business, uh, what you do. Through all my career, but you've had those kind of moments um, because we all do, whether we're hugely successful or just starting out. We have that imposter syndrome that is just one question, one comment away. And it's how we manage that. But with that, and relating to the work you do with, with branding and with messaging and coming up with the strategies, do you find that? you come across people who have hit that point and they're already slightly hurt by that experience.
2: Yes, um, and, and to add insult to injury, a lot of the clients I have have also worked with a branding person before and it has gone poorly. Um, so they got just a logo. There was no strategy. You know, They just sort of were like, what colors do you want? Um, which if a designer is asking you what fonts or colors you want, that's like having a plumber come over and then being like, what do you want me to do? right? Like they should know how to deliver that service to you. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of my clients have reached that point where they're feeling burnt out by their business. They're feeling resentful about the thing that they've created um, because it doesn't look how they wanted it to look. And then they're just like, I don't know where to go from here. So the initial part of the process is sort of just like, okay, remember you started this from a place of love and excitement and passion. How can we reconnect with that and sort of release some of these more unhelpful Uh, mindset things that maybe have kept that from being at the forefront again.
1: Nice. And how do you help people to release that?
2: A lot of it is just uncovering and reconnecting with the start and just parsing through where did it go wrong? Where did you start to go in a direction that maybe wasn't aligned? And how can we come back to yourself really is what it gets down to not to be too uh, philosophical here, but we get so drawn to what everyone else says we should be doing, um, and so we just add a little and we add a little until there's no more room for ourselves. Um, and so, just really getting clear about who we are, what we stand for, and all mm. of those things can help ground us back into ourselves.
1: I love the way you phrase that, and I'm going to stage further. So you're almost like a, a business trauma coach.
2: In a, in a way, I mean, Brandon brings up a lot for a lot of people.
1: <laughs> but it's lovely to hear that, that, again, that synergy between, you know, what we do on Forget Yourself and what, what you help people with from a, a business point of view. We're all about, it's all about you. Your, you. your happiness matters. So how do you come back to yourself with communication and relationship with yourself to understand what are your needs, your wants, where are you going, where are the, your beliefs, what, what happens, and how do you move forward? setting as you said boundaries baby that's what it's all about but from you with the business side it's yeah bringing up that what happened to make you doubt it what happened where was the 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 wrong agency the wrong coach because they can have such an impact and it's tough to get people back on track without as you said the the education
2: Hmm.
1: so moving forward into into you and your business so first question is why 10 years you said you were part-time for 10 years let's talk about where you were whether it's mindset scarcity or whatever it might be if you'll be so kind as to open up because i'm sure there are people out there that are still tentatively want to do it but too scared or have all the excuses because boy we we can find the excuses what was it for you
2: Yeah, you know, initially a lot of imposter syndrome. Um, I did not go to school for design. I had almost enough classes for a minor. Um, So, right out of the gate, I was like, I'm not qualified. Um, But I decided to move forward. I was like, I'm going to give it a go on my own. Like, a university will always take my money. There is never an instance where they are not willing to take my money. So, I'm going to try to do it on my own first. Um, So, you know, I had a full time job where I was doing some design and marketing, um, but I was really a glorified assistant. Uh, with a wonderful boss who let me do some design on the side. And so it was really just building up my own self-confidence. And it started to shift. I started to get some traction a couple of years in when I joined a mentorship program. Um, And we didn't get to see the other designers work. It was a group program. um, And everyone was talking this big game about all the things they did and how wonderful they were and what they were charging. And I felt so small and Mm. so ill-prepared to be there. And then at the end of it, everyone finally shared their work. And I was like, my work is just as good as yours, if not better. Why are you more confident than me? And so all of a sudden that was sort of like the tipping point where I was like, no, maybe this is possible. And so I still, it took a long time also because I was like, I'm just having a nice time <laughs> You know, working a day job and being able to say no. Um, mm-hmm. that was sort of the second hurdle was like finding it within me to be like, can I still only say yes to align clients if, I don't have the safety of a day job. Which the answer was yes, but you know there was a, a pause in me, a mindset block, if you will, that was sort of mm. keeping me from making that initially.
1: That's fantastic, and I love the way you phrase that. So, p- being able to see other people and be like, "Hey, you—you th- you mean you're you're doing that? You're charging that? You're more successful? You—you you have this confidence? Are you kidding me?" Not in a negative way towards them, but yeah. a, look at. I should be confident. Look at what what I can produce. Look at the results I'm getting. Mm -hmm. That is a beautiful tipping point, realization, whatever you want to call it. Love that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of, you know, people like, oh, I'm comparing myself to other people. And they only look at people who are better than them. There is a full sea of people. There's a range. There is an offer for every person at every price point, like you can find your space. There are however many billion people in this world. Um, And just realizing there is space for all of us getting rid of that competition mindset, I think also was a huge part for me too.
1: Mm, Let's talk about that. So competition versus collaboration, because there is Mm -hmm. enough people in this, I said with, for, for everyone, and to find the right coach, company, agency, mentor, course, whatever it is, there's so much variety. It's finding the right people, the right message, Um, even being taught the same thing three or four times. And then it drops in. It's like, ah, I wish the first person would have said it like that, even Mm -hmm. though chances are you're in a different place to receive it. So there is so much in that. So how has your shift gone from sort of competition to collaboration?
2: Yeah, in those early years, you know, before even that mentorship program, I mean, I just thought everyone was competition. I felt like, you know, a client that they won was a client lost for me, um, which is obviously not the case, but it just felt too much of a hurdle uh, mm. to overcome at the time. And then as I started to make more designer friends, more entrepreneurial friends, you know, it started to click. Cause if you can't see it, it's really hard to be it. Like I didn't have a lot of entrepreneurial friends in my space. And so everyone was like, aren't you scared that you're going to fail? And I, at the time I couldn't fully articulate that they were projecting their fears onto me but I knew that they weren't right. And I just had to start getting into the right spaces and rooms where I made designer friends and entrepreneur friends to realize, no, this is normal and this is possible.
1: Right. So the networking, the putting yourself out there rather than just head down, what do you call it? White knuckling it. <laughs> yep. Through.
2: Yep. We teach what we most need to learn. So yes, I I too white knuckled it for a very long time. <laughs> ah. How have
1: things changed now? So obviously now, you know, you're a good couple of years into doing this full time, really um expanding what you've done with the great foundation thanks to the being you know, been able to say no, thanks to your experience. Um where are you right now with you know what challenges are you facing right now that you <laughs> that you never saw coming?
2: I think now the the biggest challenge is continuing to prioritize my joy. Uh, because I have worked really hard for it. And there's definitely seasons where I'm like, "Ooh, it's getting a little busy and it feels exciting. You know, any habit we have, we fall into because it's served us before. Mm-hmm. So when I see new work coming in, I'm like, oh, this is very exciting. And it takes, it's been taking time and practice and energy to make sure that I am outsourcing and getting help for projects that I need, or that I am, you know, making sure to take a lunch away from my desk, all of these things that were ingrained mm-hmm. from day jobs that were maybe not so helpful, they come up under times of stress. And so just making sure that I am making space for joy is a constant practice. Um, it's not always easy, but it does definitely uh, pay the dividends.
1: <laughs> Love that, it's so important. And what else are the the, the struggles that you, um, that you continuously find as you put an ongoing it, it's an ongoing battle it's an ongoing thing that we're going to continue to have to work on
2: I think there's always a part of you as an entrepreneur that's like where's the next client coming from I have no reason to believe they are not mm. coming but I still have seasons where I'm like I wonder where they are you know I, I know they're out there I mean I have woken up on days where I'm like, I am so sick of my own shit. I need to put money in somebody else's hands like right now because I'm done. And I know those people are out there looking for me, but sometimes we get caught up in our own mindset of just like, they're never going to find us. It's never going to happen. And then, you know, it happens, but there's definitely moments where, you know, you get caught up in it.
1: (laughs) So what, what does it look like for you when you do get caught up in these, these thoughts or these emotions?
2: Um, usually I, uh, I'm not a great journaler, but if I am spiraling, I do like to journal and just show myself evidence of like where unexpected clients have come from before. Um, and so it's never like, Oh, a post went viral and someone joined like that has never happened for me. Um, but I've made a silly reel that got like three views. And one of them was like, Hey, I saw this and it was what I needed right now. Let's work together. Or I commented on one person's photo one time. And They were like, "Hey, I need branding help." Like it can happen so fast and from unexpected places and just reminding myself like there are people out there that are ready and resourced to worry about it. It's worrying is not preparation. That doesn't actually help anybody.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and understanding, you know, what where are the opportunities? What has happened rather than look at the threats, which is,, where's the client coming from? Even though you know they've come through, it's mm-hmm. opening up to the different level of ah here's the resources I have here's the opportunities here's what worked in the past Mm
2: -hmm. so with that
1: with that sort of mindset what where do you go to find new clients what is your strategies what what works for you personally
2: it's one of those things that's so counterintuitive um anytime I'm like oh no where are the clients I feel like it's like you can't receive when you have closed fists like when you're just like I can't get anything and so I'm like I need a client. I'm going to go do something that makes me happy. I'm just going to put me first. I'm going to go take myself to a museum. I'm going to go on a hike by myself or with my dogs. I'm going to get out of my own head. And as soon as I do that, almost always someone is like, Oh, Hey, I also have dogs. You know, like we connect, even if that's not necessarily a sale right then sometimes those people book later. Like I just feel Mm -hmm. like opportunities come through so much more clearly when I stop trying to micromanage the entire universe anybody else do that? Um, and I just let, let myself breathe and exist. And that, that can help tremendously.
1: Yeah. It's the, it's the control. We bless us. We think we have control <laughs> over the results. No, we don't. If we, <laughs> focus on close. Things that we, we can control the actions that we do take. And I love that you're able, you have the awareness to be able to put joy first, raise your frequency, spend some time with dogs. I love that. I'm always looking the dogs. <laughs> They're, they're the best assistants to have right they just get things going but how here's a question for you because i've worked with a number of clients who some really go for it, others it's a struggle with how do i let go but I, I, how can I let go and things still happen? It's it's tough to have that understanding. Was it a struggle for you sometimes? Or have you always been no, no, wanting to do is just rele- release, reset, do something joyful, raise my frequency, and then things will just drop into place.
2: It's definitely not always been the case. I think something that helped me tremendously in terms of this is just focusing, instead of focusing on goals or like outcomes... Focusing my time and intention on joy, yes, but also habits, mm-hmm. because I—that's something I also help my clients with—is you know goals required outcomes to happen, and there are so many factors that can come into play if as to whether or not that happens. A habit is, did I do the thing or did I not do the thing, mm-hmm. and so that is a really great way, especially like in the instance of trying to find clients. I, I know that I have a couple of things that I can do that have shown to have clients. And so I'll be like, okay, I can post about my offers on social media. I can send out an email. I could reach out to a past ref, a client for referrals or a past client for new work. I'm going to do one of those activities, you know, three times a week. Mm-hmm. And I can do that. And then I'm like, okay, I did my, my three little tasks. Now I have time for joy. Beautiful. And so it's like, it's all on me and my actions versus trying to figure out like, what's that other person's money story? And like, how can I tell them that they need branding right now? I can convince anyone that they need branding. They have to intuitively know it is time for me to get branding. There is no amount of facts or messaging that I can deliver, excuse me, that will make that clear to them. Like they have to know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Beautifully put. And it's understanding that, you know, we, we only have control over ourselves. Everything else is external. And that's a it's a blessing and a curse. It's good news and bad news because it's like, so the bad news is it's all on you. The good news is it's all
2: on you. Yep. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> so there's the sort of shift in perspective. Once you can understand that, ah, oh, that's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. So let's take it away from, away from you, maybe onto your team, because, you know, as you've just started to build, what is, what's your team looking like for your business and how do you How do you manage that?
2: Yeah, I have a number of contractors that I use. Um, So that was another thing is just being like, can I get help? And yes, that's, you know, when I went full time, it was really important to me to make sure that I was building a sustainable business for myself. Even if it meant that profitability would be lower early on, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have a bookkeeper. I'm gonna have a CPA. I'm gonna find, you know, two, three different designers that I can subcontract with way i have people to go to um, and also a copywriter who helps with uh, my newsletters and stuff so making sure that i was building these systems has been really wonderful and making sure that Mm -hmm. i can do this sustainably over time
1: systems and processes always comes up with how to build sustainably it's you can't just continue to (laughs) we're back to white-knuckling it again just continue (laughs) to do it systems are cool so as you've built your teams and been able to release some of the work which oh my gosh that's a tough thing for a, a business owner to actually let someone else do some of the work that they love or they want to do or feel that no one else can do this in quite the way that i can um what are the where's your focus with your team where where do you see the challenges that you're facing as you have the team members and and grow
2: right now things are smooth sailing, but I will say when I first started outsourcing, the releasing of the perfectionism, I worked with a coach specifically around that. Um, It's not what I came to her for and then quickly discovered, oh, that's the thing I need help with. Um, And it has just been a constant relearning process and outsourcing helped expedite that mindset shift for me because it was like, Mm. I can do it all and burn out and no one will ever notice the little things that I spent all the time perfecting or I can let someone else take control of this. And look, it's fine. Nothing bad happens. And now even sometimes I'm at a place where like I will put posts up on Instagram where I will include a typo on purpose. And then at the very end, I'm like, do you think I'm an incompetent moron because I had a typo or did you even miss it? And everyone is always like, "I." it or I didn't think less of you and I'm like what is that what's the lesson there for you because that was something that took me a really long time to integrate
1: oh wow that's sort of linking into the the fear of of judgment what mm-hmm. other people think it's I think that's a huge part of what holds everyone back at at times so for you personally has that been a something you've actually gone through and now you're doing things these things on purpose, which is lovely, by the way, I love those little things, <laughs> nod and a wink of, of doing this, but also, Hey, you know what? I may do it as well on not on purpose. And you know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. How has that impacted your, your business to be able to have that mindset and have that change?
2: I mean, it's one of the most beautiful gifts I've given myself. I mean, to realize that again, the things that we help others with are the things that it's the medicine we need most. And it was like, we are human beings. We are so complex. Our brains are trying to keep us safe as entrepreneurs. We are trying to leverage risk and we're just constantly like feeling like we're pulled in different directions and mistakes are going to happen. And that doesn't have to be like a level 10 threat. Everything is shutting down. Like no one is watching us anywhere near as closely as we think they are. Like (laughs) even if they are subscribed to our posts and they look for them every day, which like no one is doing, they're not analyzing it they're not like keeping a journal like christy had a typo here she's a big dumb dumb like no one is doing that and if they are like they have their own problems and i am not worried about that
1: (laughs) yes yes and that's the key thing with anyone who's concerned about what other people think it's you know what no one's looking at you no Mm -hmm. one's actually everyone has their own agenda everyone has their own doubts and fears and if they do pick on something that you've done or said or whatever this is a lesson for everyone with the haters out there it's It says more about them than it does about you. Yes, it's tough because we're emotional beings. And yep, emotions are real because they're chemicals. So it is a real thing that's happening, even if the actual event is make-believe or not mm-hmm. true. So we have to acknowledge that these emotions, these feelings are real. But if we can reframe this to, it's nothing to do with you. It's nothing to do with you. It says everything about them. Ah, <sighs> well, now you can just, Release and let that go. Beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm. And people are going to dislike you no matter what you do. Right. <laughs> so it's like, put your values out there, put your vision out there. Like every, I would say every quarter, I try to put out like a newsletter or a social post and get at least three people to unsubscribe. Cause I'm like, I maybe have not been clear enough in who I am or what I stand for. Like, let's just make sure everyone who's here is like consenting to be here. And so, like, making it a challenge to be like, hey, let's just get everybody out of here who would be better suited in another room.
1: Nice. Love that. So 2023, what's the goal? Where Where's it going for you this year?
2: My whole focus is on connection this year. I think I'm just really excited to meet more entrepreneurs and do more public speaking. I think there's just 2020 think, taught us a lot about connection with other people and how isolating mm-hmm. it can be. And so my whole focus is just on helping more people, meeting more people. Um, And I've been told I have a personality of a golden retriever. So like just getting to connect with more people is sort of my jam. And so I'm being very intentional about that because it brings me joy.
1: Oh, nice. So has it been tough the past couple of years with all this chaos and drama and everything going on? Were you, did it take its toll on you for, I I, want to connect. I want to be there with people.
2: Yeah. I mean, I was definitely the person who's like, we're going to have like a Zoom like date. We're going to hang out everybody. We're going to do Zoom things. I was sort of like the coordinator um, of all of the things. And it, it was a bit challenging. I had been working remotely prior to the pandemic. So it wasn't a huge shift that way. Obviously, socially, it had a big impact, but um, mm. it definitely made me appreciate in-person connection more and helped me understand like how valuable that is to me.
1: Beautiful lovely well hey this has been so so much fun chatting with you about your business what you've been through and how you help people it's um i think there's been a lot of lessons in this podcast episode and so thank you for sharing appreciate it
2: of course thank you so much for having me
1: so if you want to learn a bit more about you and what you do and and reach out for for branding help where can they find you
2: yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Christy Black Creative um, or at my website at ChristyBlackCreative.com. Um, I am now giving a disclaimer. Do not Google Christy Black. Uh, she is a porn star. I have the name of a porn star. Uh, so if you Google Christy Black, you will find a different Christy Black. So Christy Black Creative is the way to find me.
1: <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Well, hey, Christy, thank you so much for your time. It's been it's been awesome.
2: Thank you so much.